0: Good morning. Hi, I'm so glad you are here on this summer Sunday with us. Good morning, Isaac. Hi, Lily. How are you all? Tired? Tired. Uh, The first week of summer kicking in? I've been surprised at my house, too. It's like the first week of summer. I thought everybody would be rested instead. I think Margaret fell asleep in the car yesterday on the way to dinner. (laughs) The first week of summer can be tiring. And we have to have a little energy, though. A little bit. Is anybody coming to this this week? A little bit? Awesome. Yay! Everybody is coming to camp. That is so exciting. Camp. For those of you who don't know, this is our kids' art music praise, and it starts actually tonight. Um, What are you looking forward to about camp? Because some of you have been before. What are you looking forward to? arts Arts and crafts time. Anybody else? Something you're looking forward to doing? There's a lot of arts and crafts that happens, isn't there? snack it is always good to be fed we like to eat usually are you doing oh and we're doing the cooking thing again this year like one year we did gazpacho one year they was last year ice cream day that we made ice cream Mm Mhm, it's good I love camp and um it's kind of funny I think that I'm saying that because when I was a kid and growing up and even sometimes now I don't really think of myself as being like a creative person you know, I always thought I was better at, like, math and stuff like that, and this seems like I would watch people do paintings and write music, and I thought it was totally amazing, and I was like, I don't know how people do that. I wish I could do that. However, there are so many ways to be creative that I want to give thanks for this morning. Arts and crafts. Painting. I think there's paper making happening. Definitely creative. Um, dance. Anybody like to Dance. We're going to catch you at it. I know you dance. Dance, another way to be creative. Um, Cooking, wow. There's so many. We went to dinner last night, and Bennett actually sat there and read the menu because he wanted to try something new that he had never tasted before. There's so many new things we can do with cooking and foods and everything. Um, Writing, does anybody like to write stories or read stories? Oh, a summer and reading books, yep, yep lots of wonderful creative things to do there but i have even come to discover or believe that even all of our math and science people that that is so creative my own mom loved math and i think she loved to learn all the new things you could do with numbers that maybe nobody had ever thought of doing with numbers before and science how creative can that be all the people that i know that are into science they're not just like studying what like Old dead people thought about science and you have to memorize the stuff at school. They're always trying to explore our world and explore things that have never been explored before and discover new ways of doing things. Um, right now, the dinner time conversations at our house, they're trying to figure out how to make the Hyperloop. Do you know about the Hyperloop? Oh, my goodness. We'll have to have a conversation about this later. It's a high-speed way to travel. There's a few kinks and people trying to invent this thing. So, yeah, yeah. How creative is that? And in all of these things, we give God thanks because there's a verse in the Psalms that says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think when we come to camp today in this week, we get to celebrate how Isaac and Lily and Lauren and everyone are just so creatively and amazingly made and the creativity that you have. And we're actually going to say something in a little bit in church. And when y'all read this a little bit later, I want you in your brain and in your heart to think about all the ways that God made you creative. You. And give praise for that. I'm just going to read the first two lines. It's a big, it's a big thing. It says, we are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating. God is still in the midst of creating and we get to be a part of that. If you ever lose your bulletin, it's right there in your the hymnal, eight eighty three. There it is. God who has created and is creating. So I'm so excited that y'all are gonna be at camp today and that we're gonna to get to create together and be part of God's creation. One last thing. Do you remember the story way back in Genesis when God creates and God the seven and after the first day God says it is good. And after the second day, God says it is. And the third and the fourth and the fifth and sixth, God says it is. Do you know what God says after the seventh day, after the sixth day when everything has been made and God looks at all that God has made? God said it is very good. Very good. And that's what we're going to celebrate today. So let's give thanks. And say, dear God, thank you for all you have created And are creating in our world and in me. Thank you, God, for loving me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll see you this afternoon at camp.
1: Thank you, Caroline. Actually, what you had to say today, of the children, is going to fit in perfectly to what I want to communicate through what I'm going to talk about today as well. Our uh, second scripture reading today comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation awaits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but of the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have who are the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly. While we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies for in hope, we were saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what is seen. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God who searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the spirit. Because the spirit intercedes for the saints, according to the will of God, the word of God for the people of God. so today, as I was thinking about when we were first discussing what movies each one of us would speak about, there were two movies that came to mind right away. And one of them, it was Green Mile and one of them was Shawshank Redemption, because by nature. I tend to be, uh, like movies that communicate an, as a deeper, kind of more difficult, complex way of seeing and understanding things. And really, my, my love for doing that, actually, I can draw back mainly to a class that I took in graduate school. Uh, Daphne, my wife, and I went to, uh, both went to the same graduate school. It was called Presbyterian School of Christian Education in Richmond, Virginia. And it was a really kind of a quirky place in a lot of ways, but it also had some unique opportunities. And one of the classes we took was called Christ in Culture. And in that class, with one of my favorite professors there, we began to discuss how we can see the themes and threads of our Christian faith in society. How we can begin to see and pick out those themes and threads in the the world around us. Even in things that are not intentionally uh, Christian-based, there are still those themes and threads that run through them. And this movie, in particular, has a very strong thread for us to pay attention to. And that is the redemptive power of hope. Understanding what it means to hope in a way that brings about redemption, brings about the promised future that God intends for us. So this is the story of Andy Dufresne. And Andy was an accountant that, by society standards, had everything going for him. Had, had it made, except for as in a normal everyday life, there were cracks in the facade. There were things behind the scene that were not what they should be. There were problems in his marriage, and, and it ended up to him with him being accused of a murder he did not commit. And he found himself in one of the worst possible prisons that he could find himself. He found himself in Shawshank. And as he walked through the gates and the other inmates made bets on how long he would last, he surprised many of them, especially Red. And Red uh, became his very best and closest friend. And Red began to notice that there was a way about Andy. Andy walked around differently than others. He walked around as if he was strolling through the park, as if he had not a care or fear in the world. And what enabled Andy to do that was Andy had within him a hope that allowed him to transcend his, his surroundings. And through that, through that process, Andy began to do things to make this prison more human, make this prison more, uh, more what it was meant to be, more what it was meant to be a human being. And he worked to, to get books for the library and get music and all kinds of things. And at one point, uh, he had an opportunity where he was able to lock one of the prison guards uh, up in the office and play over the loudspeaker uh, a, a Mozart um, Mozart al- album that he had gotten, and as he played the beautiful music in, in, in the background, it was almost like it transcended the reality of that prison and carried the prisoners away. And he paid for that, but after he came out of out of solitary, you know, this this scene that we're going to watch here in a second is a conversation he had with Red and the other inmates.
0: So they let you tote that record player down there, huh? Is in here. In here. That's the beauty of music. They can't get that for you. Haven't you ever felt that way about music? Play the mean up so yeah, my man. Lost interest in there, though. Didn't make much sense in here. Here's where it makes the most sense. need it so you don't forget.
1: Okay. Forget. forget that there are places in the world that aren't made out of
0: stone, that there's a there's something
1: inside that they can't get to that can't touch It's yours. What's up? You
0: Hope. Hope. Let me take some memory. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. It's
1: got no use on the inside. You better get used to that. Hope is a dangerous thing. You know, our world tries to tell that to us all the time. That hope is a dangerous thing. That this uh, Christian faith business that you're about makes no sense. That, that you know, this, this way of living does not jive with the world. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. You know, you need to give this up because it's not rational. It's going to get you in trouble. It's going to lead you in directions you don't want to go. And yet the truth is, when we have that hope inside us, it is a lens through which we see the world in a way that is different, that transcends that reality that is physically in front of us. Just like the music transcended the moment in this prison, even in this horrible setting, the music transcended these inmates to a place of reality that was beyond that, a place of knowing that they were still human beings. Even though they found themselves in this circumstance, found themselves in this this place. Now, I really kind of hoped to be able to find um, a prison costume maybe to wear in front of you today, but I, I fell short of that. I, I fell short in my chaos of my life and running around to to accomplish that. But truthfully, this this movie is really a metaphor for our life, because we all face our own prison, we all face our own dark places. We all face our own things in this world that that try to encourage us to give up hope. Try to encourage us to accept a way of life that is less than what God intends. To accept a way of life that is broken. Accept a way of life that isn't this amazing created intention that Caroline spoke with the children about and spoke to each of us about. It wasn't what God intended. This is not God's ultimate plan for us. And yet the world tries to convince us that this is. So, you know, what hope does is gives us a lens to see that differently, to challenge that and question that. So what, where do we go from here? What do we do with that? So what do we hope for? The first question we have to ask ourselves, if we're going to accept this hope, what is it that we hope for? And what we hope for is this redemption, this ability to take the broken pieces of this world and and them to be made right. All the things in this world that are not of God's intention To bring those to fruition and to a total reality that God intends. Now, in this world, we know that that's not the case right now. We know that we walk in a world that has much much brokenness in it. And yet, we are not to be conformed to that brokenness. But we are to be transformed by God's will. We are to transcend that. And the ability to have this inside us, this deeper thing inside us, to see that this isn't how we have to define ourselves allows us to live beyond that, allows us to step out of that and say, no, this is not what I'm going to accept. This is not who I'm going to be. This isn't my identity. My identity is in my faith and in my hope. So now that we know what we hope for, what is the foundation of our hope? Now, you know, hope can be real confusing because a lot of hope, the way we use the word hope in this world, the foundation of that hope is on wishful thinking. You know, a lot of times we go through our life and we say, I hope it doesn't rain today. I hope, uh, you know, I have a good meal tonight. I hope for this and I hope for that. And all that really is is wishful thinking. And that's not the kind of hope that, that the Bible talks about. The kind of hope that Bible talks about is a hope that is based in the assured promises that we have in our creator. The assured promises that, that we are going to be redeemed. That we are going to be made right. That the whole creation is groaning for redemption. The whole creation, everything that God's created, all this that God has created good, is groaning to be made right. And that is God's ultimate intention and plan. And we hope and live towards that reality. We hope and live towards that reality each and every day of our lives. You know, hope is not just a future uh, reality. It's an everyday call to action. It's an everyday promise of a way to live. It is a way of life that is more important than we feel about it every given day. Each day we wake up, it's a way of life that allows us to transcend whatever circumstances may tell us differently or show us something different. You know, one of my favorite things are those, uh, always been those magic eyes, you know, where you look at it and you stare and it's all these wiggly, squiggly lines and it's like, all right, I don't even know what that is. And yet you look at it for long enough and all of a sudden this picture comes out. All of a sudden you say, oh, you know, there's palm trees and a camel and all this stuff comes out, of the, out at you. Well, God wants us to look deeper into the world and see what's behind all this facade. You know, the Bible refers to looking in the mirror dimly. But someday we will see, when we are with God, we will see, see clearly. So right now we kind of see through a foggy, foggy lens. But hope allows us to see things differently and not be convinced that this brokenness and this this. Wrong way of living is our only choice, that we can live beyond that. So what does it look like to live out of hope? We know that in order to live out of hope, we have to make a daily decision and a commitment. You know, it's funny. Sometimes I'll get up in a day and I'll just I'll start going through the motions. I'll start going through, okay, I won't even be thinking. uh, I won't take time to focus. And by the end of the day, I'll be in a situation. I'll be like, how did I end up here? I mean, how did I end up in such a mess? How did this day get so out of control? How did I lose focus on this day? And then I realized that when I first got up was the moment I lost control because I didn't refocus myself and recommit myself to live in the right ways, to make the right choices. And if we just sleepwalk through life, if we just kind of react and respond to what comes our way, before we know it, we're going to be thinking, how did I get here? You know, a lot of times that's how we end up in these prisons in our life is because we just are going through the motions and we do what's next. We do what comes next. We do what comes next. And all of a sudden we're like deeper into something than we ever intended. And we're wondering, what do we do? How do we get out? So, you know, each day in order to live out of hope, we need to wake up and make that commitment and that choice to take the steps and the actions to live in a hopeful way. So... From that point, what is our goal? What is our ultimate goal of hope? So, you know, really, the answer to that is is in in Caroline's children's time. Our ultimate goal of hope is to realize the kingdom that God intends. You know, it's funny, so many times when, uh, you know, you have those moments in your life where you get this deep sense of inner peace, this deep sense of everything's right in the world, this deep sense that, man, you know, at this moment, I feel like I'm in God's presence. You know, on mission trips, we call those God moments. Uh, you know, we always talk about, try to get the youth to talk about God moments. You know, those times in, when they're like, you know, in the middle of doing this, I just had this deep sense of, of purpose, a deep, deep sense of this, is, this makes sense. This is who I am. Those are the moments where our world interacts with God's kingdom. It's at that moment where our greatest passion and desire meets God's greatest need. And all of a sudden, it makes sense. And that's what this is about, is having this hope that allows us to see that kingdom. When we're standing here faced with all these other things, that we look through that and see this, this greater kingdom that God intends. And the kingdom is not only a future promise, it's a present reality when we're able to live through that. And Andy was a person in this movie that allowed these men, in a dire situations, to see through that. He gave them moments of hope that they could have never believed could, were possible. He, he was able to do things through his creative uh, intellect and his uh, creative abilities to, to bring light into this very dark situation. And so Andy became somebody, you know, that, that represented a Christ figure to these guys in many ways. Because Andy represented, you know, represented the ability to transcend this situation. So even as we sing, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, the reason that we wait and expect and are anxious for Jesus' coming is that we know that when Jesus is coming comes the revealing of redemption and the truth and the promise of our future. So, you know, this was the glimpses that Andy provided also to these men through how he interacted with them in a prison. And so through this process, they began to to really respect Andy and to really begin to see that even in the midst, I mean, there were horrible, horrible things that happened to him, but those never, never uh, were able to conquer his hope, his spirit of hope. And in this world, we are promised we will have troubles. We're promised that we will face trials, that things will be difficult, that, you know, uh, the, there there's many things that are going to happen to us. But God's intention is that we never lose sight of that hope that we never give up on that, that we cling to that with everything that we have, that we cling to that as the ultimate promise and truth above all other things in this world that try to define us. At this time, we're going to watch kind of the final scene of the movie uh, to give you kind of an idea of how Red is kind of transformed by this hope that Andy, Andy helps him see and kind of see where that goes from there.
0: Dear Red, if you're reading this, you've gotten out. And if you've come this far, maybe you're willing to come a little further. You remember the name of the town, don't you? They the I could use a good man to help me get my project on wheels. I'll keep an eye out for you and the chessboard ready. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. I will be hoping that this letter finds you and finds you well. Your friend, Andy. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still, a whole thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it across the border. I hope to see my friend shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams.
1: And Red is finally paroled. And, you know, the scene is an amazing scene where he finally says, you know, I know you want me to tell you that I've been rehabilitated, that, you know, I'm I'm a new man, that everything, you know, I've accepted my. But, you know, I can't. That's not really that's a made up word. The truth is, I wish that I could go back in time and give the young me advice and tell the young me that those decisions, stupid decisions I was making were not going to lead me to where I want to go. We're going to only lead me into trouble. And that I could advise myself, but I can't do that. I can't go back in time. But I'm no longer that man. I'm no longer that young man. I'm someone completely different. And I do accept, I live with that guilt every day of the things, the mistakes that I've made. And the things that I did that got me here. And it was finally in this, this moment that he was paroled. When he, It was almost like the acceptance... It wasn't about just saying the words, but it was actually realizing and accepting that, you know, the contrition of of confessing that he was no longer who he was was before. And that's what it's all about. God wants to give us a new life, a new create, make us new creations. It's not just making the old self a little better. It's not just tinkering with the old things and making it, you know, not as bad. God wants us to have this this freedom that red talks about is he's riding on that bus you know i've started a life as a free man and i don't know where the journey's going to go i don't know where it's going to lead but I, I have the anxious uh, and the and the excitement that only a free man could have and you know that's what god wants us to feel when we accept the freedom that we have through jesus christ god wants us to accept this this anticipatory excitement that these simple things are no longer what define us. They're no longer what control us or give us our identity. They're no longer the things that, that, that we have to bow down to, that they have been conquered. And we are free to go into the world and to live as, as well as we can, because we all, you know, we're not perfect. We all struggle, but we all can live, as Andy did, with the hope that beyond those struggles and difficulties, there's something greater. There's something more important. You know, this picture that is up uh, is Andy after he crawled through 500 yards of a sewer line to finally get out of the prison, and he stands up in the middle of this rainstorm. And, you know, to me, it's it's a very baptismal-looking scene. You know, Uh, it's that moment where he is free, where he has, has been freed from those things that he has struggled against for this whole time. And so, you know, God wants us to experience that 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 release, that freedom and that ability to live in a world knowing that there's a greater reality, a greater thing that defines us. And then not to give that up, not to lose that, not to allow ourselves to become what this movie used, the word institutionalized. And I love that because what they meant by being institutionalized was that the prisoners became so used to this way of life that they accepted it. And they couldn't even...